he'll make it all right. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace givings. Uh, the right app and um, if you can't make it to service so don't forget about that we always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry and if you can't make it again our website as well uh, give the website and on our app uh, Givelify let's pray gracious Father in heaven we thank you again for allowing us to come Another week just passed, Lord. We ask you to bless those under the sound of my voice. Give us grace and mercy, Lord, your peace, power, and presence for all that we will do and have to do for the kingdom in the days and weeks to come. Oh, God, we love you. We thank you. We praise your name. We glorify you as you being the only God, as you've given us everything that we need. And, Lord, we don't deserve it. Oh, God, bless us now. Bless your weak, feeble servant. That I am, give me strength from on high. Bless those on the sound of my voice, Lord, and we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus the Christ's name we pray. Amen. Glad to be with you again for another week. Uh, a few minutes with Pastor Mike podcast. We thank God for allowing us to see. Uh, another uh, few days not promised to us. Last week we told you uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 11 through 17, would be our text scripturally for this week. And that is going to be where we are going to nest for this week. Next Sunday or next week, our uh, Lord says the same, Luke 22. Uh, 50 through 51. We do ask, as always, you read the entirety of those chapters. And um, as I, my preacher, professor would say, read the chapter. And my father would say, read the chapter before and after uh, any time text is given to give you uh, understanding and context of what is being done and said for the text for the week. So uh, Luke chapter 22, right now, tentatively. Uh, verse 50 through 51. This week, Luke chapter 7, we hope you read that chapter, at least chapter 7, and got a chance to go and skim 6 and 8. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Um, again, our text, uh, textual support for our message for uh, this morning. I'll be reading the CSB translation. We ask whatever translation you have. You follow along in uh, Luke, Dr. Luke, chapter 7, verse 11 
He writes this. Afterward, he was on his way to a town called Nay. The disciples and a large crowd were traveling with him just as he neared the gate of the town. A dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the town was also with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, Don't weep. Then he came up and touched the open coffin, and the pallbearers stopped. And he said, Young man, I tell you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak. Jesus gave him to his mother. Then fear came over everyone, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. This report about him went throughout Judea and all of the vicinity. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I just want to tag this text a few minutes with Pastor Mac podcast this morning with God did. God did. Um, uh, I'm saved today. We are saved. Those under the sound of my voice, who have accepted Jesus Christ uh, are saved today. And uh, we thank God, we praise God um, that we are, uh, that we are saved and uh, recognizing that God is the one who uh, did it for us. God is the main participator in the great plan of redemption for us. But even as I say that, and as I sit here thanking God for that, I realized that I had no, we had nothing um, to do with our salvation, my salvation. I, we are saved, I am saved because God did. God did what, you may ask? Well, a uh, little backdrop on God did, I was, Last week, sitting in my office preparing for the next week of work and came, happened to come by on the MTV Show Awards. And I was just doing a little research, trying to keep up with the, the hip hop and the new gen uh, artist act so I can talk to the young folk and know who I'm talking about. And uh, came across the show and DJ Khalid was presenting and he was telling how, telling the people how uh, people did not believe that he was going to be able to get done what he needed to get done. And he said these words, but God did. Now, uh, as you know, I know DJ Khalid. I, he, he may be a Christian in, in the secret. I've never heard him say, I love Jesus. I love the Lord. So he's using these as most artists in that caliber and that genre does as a general statement of recognizing God, but a true test of a man's intercharacter. You say, Jesus, then I know I can hook up with you. I can read, but he said, God did. And that set on me for the week. We are saved. I am saved because God did what I could not, what we could not do for ourselves. We are saved. I am saved because one day Jesus came into our hearts and saved our souls. We are saved. I'm saved by grace. We are saved perfectly 
completely and eternally. And we did not do one thing or have one thing to do with it. Not one thing did we contribute. Not one thing did we offer or give to be able to say God did. But, 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 but the great manifestation is we all say, I am saved because God did. And, and, and as we look through the, the books of the gospel, see the same truth live out time and time again. There is passage after passage, there's text after text showing Jesus as he goes to people trapped in desperate situations, whether it is a sinful woman at Jacob's well, well, a blind man at the temple, a poor beggar in Jericho, rich man in a tree. We are given the privilege of watching as Jesus, through God's power, moves in uh, for people, moves in power for people who are trapped in hopeless and helpless situations. Can I put a parenthetical pause right there? Somebody under the sound of my voice might be in one of those perils now. Might be in a hopeless and helpless situation this morning. I want to look into one of these wonderful times this morning. I want to look in on a pitiful little scene in this tiny hamlet, this tiny town called Nain. I want to watch Jesus do the impossible and the incredible one more time. I want to show you what Jesus can and will do when he comes into your impossible situation. Show you what he can do for every soul that will trust him by faith. Look here in the text. The day after he's healed the centurion's servant at Capernaum, Jesus does not miss an opportunity to do ministry. Some would say this would be a good excuse, good reason for a break, but the ordinary become the can become the extraordinary when we allow the supernatural to dominate the natural and we obey God. Uh, and just a long way of saying, get to where God is taking you. <laughs> get on the right track so the extraordinary can turn from the ordinary. Where supernatural can dominate the natural. Jesus made it his schedule. He may not have told us. He, he put it on his calendar to be at this city, at this point, at this spot, the city of Nain lay at the eastern edge of the beautiful valley of Jezreel. Three miles to the north of the city was tree-covered Mount Tabor, and further in the distance was the snow-capped Mount Hermon. Nain was about 25 miles from the city of Capernaum, where Jesus had just been. But on this particular day, Jesus headed to Nain on an errand of mercy and power. And on his way up, he runs into a party on their way down. And, and then how it, it works. Uh, <laughs> Jesus always on his way up. And most of the time, Jesus catches us and we're down. Um, that's the way life is. Uh, most of the time, 
Jesus in the text, biblical text, most of the time is on his way up. That's why the writer's right. He's on his way up to the temple, on his way up to the synagogue. Jesus always going up. And that's the way our mindset should be. We should be an upward-minded people. We should be an upward-minded group. We should have upward-mindedness so that people who are not upward-minded may not want to hang around us because I'm too up in my speech. I'm too up in my thinking. I'm too up in my living to hang down with the buzzards and the snakes. I want to be up. And Jesus was up all um, the time. Oh, my brother and sister, on his way up, he runs into this group that's on their way down to the cemetery. Because this part of this group is in the midst of a funeral. And they're going down to bury this woman's son. Well, let's hold you to long. Look at one, uh, one point. Number one, yes, death was present. And in this text, there is a physical death that has transpired. That's why uh, on this scene, this group is headed down toward the cemetery because this woman has lost her son. Matter of fact, matter of fact, uh, verse number 12, just as he neared the gate, dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son. And she was a widow, meaning she had lost her husband already. So she had lost her son. And Luke makes Careful, tentative notation here in describing this woman's paramount situation. That he was his mother's only son. The similarities, the similes to Jesus' own experiences coming up are rep represented here in the text. Yes, Jesus was going to die. Jesus was his mother's. Um, was God's only son. And Jesus was going to be resurrected. And a large crowd from the town was with her. And looking at this picture, picturesque situation, uh, Luke gives the contrast in the crowds. There's a difference in the gatherings. Uh, a difference in the intentionality of the groups. Those leaving the city were filled with grief and sorrow, while those coming up into the city were filled with excitement and wonder. Those leaving out were depressed and disgusted, while those coming in were excited and enthused about who they were with. See, uh, the company of death and defeat encountered a company of victory and life. Oh, my brothers and sisters, the group going to the funeral sometimes is just like our life. You're going down because things, situations, circumstances have gotten the best of you. And, and yet there's a physical death, but yet there's a spirituality in this text because things around us are dead. 
Some of us dealing with dead relationships. Some of us dead, dealing with dead jobs. Some of us dealing with dead finances. Some of us dealing with dead whatever you're looking at has the potential to be dead. But oh, my brothers and sisters, uh, it's like the story I heard the man who saw light at the end of the tunnel, but then he realized that it was a train coming at him. That's false hope, but we need true hope in our circumstances. Thank God when he comes nigh and he passes by. Thank God, thank God he, Jesus shows up when we least expect it. Jesus shows up in this situation but we notice the downward path of people, the downhearted people. Jesus shows up. They were going downhill, but when things were going downhill for this mother, Jesus met her coming up the hill. Then secondly, a helpless condition brought about desperation. Verse 13 through 15, when the Lord, the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, don't weep. Then he came up and touched the coffin and the pallbearer stopped. He said, young man, tell you to get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak. Jesus gave him to his mother. So much symmetry and uh, similarity for Jesus to come as in this story, this passage. Just like Jesus said, this man get up, and not only did he get up, but he started speaking. God must use it to raise the sinner from death to life. Just as Jesus raised this man from physical death to physical life. And the result is no less powerful. Jesus can make any dead situation life again. Oh, my brothers and sisters, beloved, Jesus didn't make an appearance on request. This woman did not know he was coming. It was unlike Lazarus when they sent for him. and He did not show. He showed up because he is God. And he already knows what we're dealing with. This woman looked surprised to see him. She, I can imagine this woman. Coming from the funeral to burying her son. And look who's coming up. But Jesus. Oh, my brothers and sisters, if he could see her, can he not see us? Can he not see you in your perilous time? Can he not see you in your predicament, wherever you are? And wherever he is present, there is hope. He told his woman, don't weep, because <laughs> he had compassion for her. There's hope that comes from uh, through his compassion. There's hope that comes through his grace. There's hope that comes through his word. And oh, my brothers and sisters, he said, get up, young man. Get up. 
I tell you, get up. He's telling somebody to get up now from your perilous predicament. Telling somebody now to get up. Out of your dead situation. There is life to be had. If you only claim and trust Jesus. As your Lord. And then lastly. Number three. God brought deliverance. Verse 16. 17. Then fear came over everyone. And they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And they sure told this report throughout all Judea and all the vicinity. Oh, my brothers. Look, look at the text. Fear came over everyone. And this kind of fear was not a fear of scaredness. It was not a fear of afraid. But it was a fear of respect. It was a fear of reverentialness. That they recognized that who Jesus was. So much so, they said, a great prophet, because they did not understand he was the son of God yet. But they said, a great prophet has been risen among us, and God has visited his people. And they didn't even try to try to beg him for themselves. Because out of their fear, uh, reverential fear, uh, they seemed to understand who they were with. Uh, and they didn't try to say, God, help me uh, like you helped this woman. Uh, Jesus, help me uh, like you helped this woman with her son. Uh, no, no, it seems like they were in wonder and they were joyful. Uh, for what he had done for her. And that stuck in my head as I was going through my notes. If you praise God for what he does for others, your blessing, your breakthrough, your deliverance is on the way. Fear took hold of them all. And that's a natural response uh, to God's power. Uh, but it was a fear of, uh, thank God, uh, he is able uh, to do anything but fail. Uh, and Jesus ministers uh, when we need it most. Uh, what a difference Jesus makes uh, in our lives. Uh, when we call his name, or even when we just show up, he's liable to bless you. He's liable to deliver you. He's able to give you a breakthrough through whatever you're in. Paul wrote in Hebrews 4.16, Therefore let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy 
and find grace to help us in time of need. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad. Yes. That he touched me. I'm so glad that he made me free. And he said he'll never leave us alone. If you have somebody around you at this moment, tell them if you want to see a miracle, just look at me. If you want to see somebody who's been brought out, who've been delivered, who've been set free, take a look at me and see what all he's done. Not only did he down a cross and rose on the third day, he got power, Holy Ghost power, to keep you and save you, to deliver you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes, God did. Say yes, he keeps on doing it. Say yes, won't he make a way? I know he will, because not only on the third day did he rise with all power, he keeps on blessing us. Each and every day of our life. And that should be some praise on your mouth. That should be some happiness in your heart. Joy bells. Joy bells. We'll keep ringing. Invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life. Simply say this prayer, Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org. Or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org. Contact us and someone from our discipleship team. I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said would be a blessing for you. And be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God. And we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life. And you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word. And staying true. And standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear you say.